We've got dragons, the Sorcerer's Stone, transformations, and new characters. Welcome back to the Land of Magic. Reach out, and our after show will begin. It's the Little Witch Academia after show, and it starts right now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. You can't start the Little Witch after show without this amazing opening. Absolutely love this song. Welcome back to the Little Witch After Show. We are covering episodes five and six. We got a little bit of a light show magic. It's like Sharon is in the room with us. Magic, technology. And we're going to be talking a lot about technology anyway today. Why not? Uh, welcome to the show. I'm one of your hosts, the internet's Mark B. Donica. You can find me on Twitter at Mark B. Donica. I'm joined as always by the one and only Stacey Shuttleworth. Hi guys, I'm Stacey Shuttleworth. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Stacey Shuttles or all over the web at Nerds Doing Stuff. And a new member of our magical trio, we have the one and only Rachel Goodman. Hi everyone, I'm Rachel Goodman. <laughs> you can find me at Rach Goodman on Twitter and Instagram. All right, so Rachel, we have you here, new to the show. Uh, we, we wanted to introduce you to the folks at home. What is your history with the Little Witch franchise? So I actually just started watching it, so yeah. I'm a relatively new viewer. Um, and, I mean, I so far I'm absolutely loving it. Mm. I'm loving the graphics, and I'm loving the energy that Akko brings to the show. 100%. <laughs> so you didn't see any of the OVAs when they came out? I didn't, know. That's awesome. I love it. I, no, honestly, because watching those just on repeat waiting for the series to come out there's so many there are a lot of things in the show that don't necessarily surprise me or things that i expect because i'm familiar with the characters so i'm it's i'm actually really looking forward to have your point of view on the show awesome um and what's your what's your history with with animation anime like what are some of your favorite shows um i love his and her circumstances it's probably one of my absolute favorite Secondary, I used to love watching Detective Conan slash Case Closed. <laughs> very nice, very nice. <laughs> so, that was definitely, those were probably my top two. And then Inuyasha. I mean, always. that yeah. always and forever. <laughs> yeah. We're in that Inuyasha generation. All right. So uh, <laughs> let's get started by talking about episode five, The Pact of the Dragon. This one, we get a little bit more from Amanda. She continues to be the, the fiery redhead that she was in the race episode. Uh, they, they end up getting in trouble and witnessing the Sorcerer's Stone being stolen by dragons. What was your initial reaction when you saw, oh, that's just the source of all magic in this world? Bye. <laughs> that was way easier than I expected. I was like, <laughs> oh, there it goes. It just, just bye, okay. Girl, um, bye. I almost didn't believe what I was seeing because it just seemed way too easy. Um, I do want to comment on Amanda, though. I just think it's interesting that you know, most of the characters on the show, like Akko, they have more of a Japanese name, but mm-hmm. it's interesting that Amanda O'Neill has this, like, incredibly Americanized because name. Because she's Irish. Oh. We find out, and, and you can tell from some of the different names, like Constance and, uh, I forgot her name. Uh, Jasminka? Yeah, Jasminka. It, they're from Germany and Russia, and, and the various girls are from different, uh, all sorts of different walks of, of countries coming together to this one school. So, mm-hmm. it, yeah, I, I, I like it as well. Yeah. Yeah. M- makes sense then, Fiery Redhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I, I hope, uh, no, no, because we're kind of getting it with, uh, or it showed a little bit with, with Ursula. I, if, if she got so powerful to where her hair was just fire, like Hades, because <laughs> why not? Halfway there. She is that sassy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The girls get in trouble, and because the magic gets removed from the world, 
chores can't happen just automatically and all of the students have to take part and do certain chores uh our i guess our main six uh consider uh, have to do all of the laundry and and fetching all of the water and here's where our girl constance uh comes in automates everything is like is that even magic no not nothing whatsoever and we end up going on this sweet ride to the to rescue the sorcerer's stone and constance again i think if it wasn't for if it wasn't for the dragon, Mr. Fafnir, I Constance is one hundred percent the MVP of this episode. Yeah. Pulling yeah, in slays in this episode. Pulling <laughs> constantly yeah, slay. Like, quote, yes. Okay, by the way, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like any sort of mechanical inclination that she has had still uses some sort of magic, but not to the degree where it's reliant upon it, like her mechanized broom that we saw in the race episode. But the magic gun. It was just a gun that shoots. It's just it a gun. It was awesome. Yeah. I was like, is she, is she assembling a gun right now? She is assembling a gun right now. <laughs> uh, Great. Did, did, any, did anybody feel a sense of danger in, in this? Like, did, did you go, oh, this is, this is an immediate threat, or our girls have this? Uh, so I was really worried for them, especially when it looked like um, she was going to get eaten. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is an anime everything's fair this Anything could be could happen. This, is, no. this could be the end and uh, my husband was actually watching with me and the look on his face like he has never watched anime before the look on his face was this is a children's show <laughs> <laughs> I was like no nope, it's anime <laughs> it's for everybody yeah. so yeah he um well so yeah I, I legitimately thought something bad was gonna really happen to them mm. and I didn't expect the dragon to be that nice he to me he was kind of the comedic relief even though when we found out this was a debt I was like yeah okay my, my favorite thing so we get introduced where we get the the girls get landed in the dragon's lair and they see this like grinder and they're like, oh they're gonna grind us up to to drink our magic drink our blood uh, to supplement their magic and it's just a, it's late man he was just checking his portfolio and got woken up by <laughs> all security. of this yeah like <laughs> modern electronic security um like a I I, just, I almost half expected him to pull out a phone to have like I, for, I forgot what it's called but there's an app where, where it has a, a video that you can yeah. oh who's at the door oh okay yeah <laughs> open it and open it up just from your mobile so I was half ex- I was half expecting that but it he the the whole storyline with him lets us in a little bit more to the financial issues that the school has been having um, he's like he, they accepted a loan from him uh, so long ago to the fact that the contract was with an ancient dragon and nobody can read it anymore. Uh, and we find out he he's a stereotypical uh, fantasy dragon to the point where he loves riches, loves gold. But instead of it, where instead of it being like physical treasures, it's stocks and bonds <laughs> and assets. What a great upgrade! Seriously, I love the twist. Upgrade. Yeah, it, he. Huh. I can't, and I just can't imagine for a being his size how big that laptop is and how much electricity is required to run it. Um, but throughout all of this, Akko doesn't lose her her independence. She doesn't lose her edge. And gives him a real big piece of her mind. Did you think Akko was in any direct danger by treating a much larger person, a much larger, larger magical entity with such disdain? Well, 
once we saw the reveal that mm-hmm. he was the stock mm-hmm. market trading dragon, I I didn't see him as a threat at all, period. Even with the whole debt situation, I kind of figured he'd be reasonable even if they, well, okay, not reasonable, but once Diana came in and basically said, yeah, uh, your debt's invalid, then finally uh, I feel like he was being pretty reasonable to just kind of let it go. Yeah. Um, if anything, I really loved the moment that he had with Akko where he said, I haven't seen anyone look like that in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm really wondering like who Akko is and what is on the inside of her that you know we don't see yet. Mm-hmm. Um, especially after that moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, Next episode is going to be fun to talk about. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, Diana, did any, what did everybody think of Diana this episode? Uh, Because all of the, the, the principal and all of the teachers are freaking out about the, the money, the school being closed down, the dragon attack, losing all of the magic, everything. And they're so like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Here we offer you this. They're very, very concerned about the future of the school. And, and yet, Akko and Diana, in their own way, stand up and are sort of show that they're the future of the school. Uh, Diana is one of the most fascinating characters in this show Mm -hmm. for me. And a lot of what I have to say about her ties in directly with the next episode, so I'm going to hold off on a lot of it. But um, just the matter-of-fact way that she approaches things consistently through this episode, uh, even when she's scolding Akko about, hey, you don't think before you act... And it affects everyone around you. Um, kind of hints to probably she she thinks very very carefully before she acts. Everything yeah. she does is very calculated, and you know, often in shows we see that as a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but with her, it's it's interesting to kind of watch how that's developing. Yeah. Um, with Diana, I feel like she's way older than or she acts way older than her actual age. She's one of my favorite characters because just kind of like with the dragon and how there was a twist with him, there's Mm -hmm. a huge twist with her in that generally she treats Akko very fairly. And typically someone like that, they would, you know, they would, even if Akko wasn't competition, Diana or whoever, like the character that would be in that role would typically treat Akko more negatively than she does. And Diana is really nice to Akko. And, you know, the episodes that we've seen, she's always in a way trying to help her too even though she's being very rational about what she's saying yeah it doesn't seem like she has the people skills to approach it softly yeah so like mm-hmm. she gives sound advice <laughs> she gives completely sound advice i agree with the you know with with what she says to her in a lot of ways caitlin geddes and chat is saying as a ravenclaw i loved to diana in this episode uh, yeah um she is wonderful she she's seems like the ster- like the stereotypical know-it-all haughty like up upon hoisting themselves upon their their own uh, accreditations type of a quote villain, but she has the same exact intention that Akko does. She wants magic to survive. She may by living in this world the entire time she may know all of, she may know all of the references that people are alluding to the fact that magic is dying out and it will eventually go away. Um, but she wa- she just wants it to be done the right way. The way her parents taught her. Yeah, and I think that comes through very clearly because Akko is a very impassioned, like, you, we can't let this happen. And she's like, well, there's nothing we can do about it right now. She is extremely by the book. But, you, I mean, I think it's pretty clear she does want to do something about it. It does affect her. And 
I noticed that huge difference too because so whereas Akko was jumping up to do something which made it so that she couldn't like she ended up doing things a completely different way than Diana whereas Diana got exactly what Akko might have wanted just by being rational and Mm -hmm. walking in and just not even asking to help just kind of sneaking in and saying oh let me take a look at that script how about that (laughs) yeah (laughs) what's this doing here (laughs) nobody even knew this existed it's not like I found it I think that that, I think that would be cool to, to find out that Diana just in like trying to restudy dragon scripts like oh here's the thing in dra- this is a contra- I, they should see this and then just like leaving it in there leaving it lying around yeah, yeah. who left I, this in here I love how she was like I learned dragon script when I was 12 duh <laughs> yeah and and the also the the way that the teachers treat her with such high regard versus how they treat Akko and and to a certain extent, uh, Amanda, who just gets stuck in the middle of like, what? Why? Why am I here? This I, this doesn't make any sense. Diana is the brains of Luna, Luna Nova, and Aqua is the heart of Luna Nova. And and I absolutely love both of these characters. P.W. Gregory and Chad is saying Diana's no Draco Malfoy, and that's mm-hmm. a good thing. Yeah, yeah. that's a very yeah, good absolutely. thing. Absolutely, yeah, I agree. Uh, mm-hmm. Diana ends up saving the day, translates the contract, finds out that there is no interest, and eventually. So, well, sort of a verbal agreement. It's like, well, you, I mean, we can figure out when you're going to pay us back all of it. We owe it at a, at a later date, which just sends Fafnir totally sweating. And by the time we get back, the, the Sorcerer's Stone has returned, but our girls are still doing chores, still getting punished, and there's a lot of infighting. And speaking to the relationship of Akko and Diana, uh, Akko talks about Diana being a great rival. Doesn't talk mm-hmm. about not liking her. Like, earlier on, they're like, oh, they're such a goody two-shoes. But, but this was sort of a thing where... They're understanding each other more and more, and it's not just two-dimensional characters. It's three-dimensional characters. It's actual... It, these these girls feel like actual people despite being wizards from all around the world. Uh, witches from all around the world. Um, any last thoughts about Pact of the Dragon? No? Nope? Alright. No, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Dragon was great, but we covered that, so... Does, any, does anybody want to see, see Fafnir again? I definitely do. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Actually, yep. I like him more than the faculty at Luna Nova. Yeah, I, I generally... Uh, I'm not too impressed with the staff there. They, mm. they just kind of make me angry. <laughs> I don't know. Did you did you go back and watch our shows that we did last week? No, I didn't. Okay. No, sorry. So at the end of episode one, and we are going to bring it up until this teacher returns. Uh, at the end, when uh, the orientation has started and the girls like blasted their way in, uh, there's a shot of the entire faculty and a couple of people apart from the principal is a fish. With a witch's hat on, I saw that, and yeah. we want we want to know so much about um, uh, our guest Professor last Blub week, Blub. Professor Blub Blub, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Professor yes, Blub Blub, there it is. Uh, <laughs> as that is Rob and uh, Rob and Megan coming together on an amazing I mean, pun. We clearly, know, the best teacher. Art. <laughs> clearly, clearly, we have no idea what she teaches, but clearly, once we find out, we'll know. Oh, we'll know. <laughs> All right. So, uh, in between episodes, we'd like to take this time to remind you about iTunes. We are on iTunes, just look for Little Witch Academia. We are one of the first things that pops up. We want to be the first thing that pops up, so make sure go into iTunes if you're in an international uh, market and the, our, those ratings don't necessarily show up, so if you take a, a screenshot of the, send it to us and we'll read it on air. We got three reviews since last week, uh, and finally, a Little Witch Academia after show by Steve82, five stars. 
that's the only review available. I, <laughs> I, have, I have waited for the After Buzz Little Witch Academia podcast since January because I knew the show was was to what was too good not to get a podcast. So far, I am not disappointed. The hosts do a great job of of knowing what's going on. Uh, I'm going to skip that one because it's kind of a spoiler, and we're going to talk about it in the next episode. They knew Diane is not really a bad person, which might be common knowledge, believe it or not. But many people don't get those obvious things at first. Great job, guys. Uh, it is not better than eating. Some mushrooms uh, than listening to this magical podcast. Uh, next, from uh, Janice Unger, Little Witch Academia podcast. Uh, Little Witch Academia is one of my favorite new animes. Happy that After Buzz TV is now doing an after show on the series. Mark, Megan, and Stacy have obviously been fans of the franchise since the first OVA, and I can't wait to see what they have to say about the upcoming episodes. P.S. Episodes 6 and 10 are my favorites. Well... Oh. We're going to talk about episode oh, six yeah. in just a second. Uh, great show from Tesh76. Oh, there seems to be an error here. It's four stars, not five. Um, <laughs> uh, I seriously love this show, but I had to take away one star for audio quality. Interesting. Okay. Uh, one person is great. The others sound like they're in a can somewhere. This is not uh, the people on the panel's fault. They're awesome. That's Honestly, those types of comments are exactly what we need to hear. Wonderful. Thank you so much. So if you want to get shouted out or if you just want to help make the show better, please leave us a comment on iTunes. It helps tell the, the producers here that uh, the fans want more anime content. We're all anime fans here, so we would like to do more anime content. How did you know I was in a can? <laughs> <laughs> that's our that's our can producer, Steven. Thank you, Steven. Um, so yeah, we, we, we would love to do more anime here, but it's finding the audience and making sure people want to listen. If you want to hear more, leave us a review, leave us comments on, on YouTube as well. And thank you to everybody who's joining us live in the chat right now. All right, so. Oh, a lot of people in the chat are talking about, we're going to find out about Professor Blub Blub soon. I'm excited oh, about <laughs> that. All right, let's go on to uh, the fountain. Uh, now, in this, there's okay, like there's a lot of Harry Potter in this episode. We start off yes. with transconfiguration or transformation magic, uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll get to the fountain. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we have various levels. Like you get to tell what people's characters are by what they end up transforming the rat into. And mm -hmm. what, what did everybody think about this first scene? I expected that it was going to happen like that, where she wasn't going to be able to actually transform the rat. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you think she was going to affect herself? No, I didn't expect that, but I just figured she wasn't going to be able to do it because they made such a big deal. Yes, everyone is, is <laughs> able to do this. What about Akko? There <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't expect it to affect herself, but thinking about it more and more, that kind of makes sense with how she views magic. It's a very pers personal, um, and yes, she wants it to be a big spectacle that affects everybody else, but it is mm -hmm. very much for herself at this point. Yeah, she she's still like, I, I want to be, a, yeah, it's very personal. It is, it's a very self-centered kind of approach to magic where mm -hmm. she is right now. It's a very enthusiastic, loving um, approach, but also very, um, per, yeah, very personal, very mm -hmm. self-centered. So for it, for the magic to reach herself instead of her intended target, makes sense the more that I think about it. it yeah, it seemed more of uh, I want to show everybody that I can do this. I want to show everybody that I'm powerful. I know I'm powerful. I, 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 me, me, me. Yeah, it makes mm -hmm. sense. Uh, Jason Potter in the chat mentioned, I think the show is very good about showing that both Diana's and Akko's way of doing things work, uh, works what? I'm sorry. Way of doing things work. One is better for some situations than the other, but neither mm -hmm. is wrong. Absolutely. Uh, the, yeah, there's a weird balance 
Akko is the optimism, and she inspire. She does inspire people. Even Mr. Fafner, you know, when she leaves, he's like, "Wow, I've, I've never seen that before." Mm-hmm. And he's he's got this very grumpy outlook towards everything. But at the end of the episode, it's kind of like, "Oh no, maybe there's a little ray of hope there." Mm-hmm. And with Diana versus Akko, just looking at how they reacted with Andrew too was very different. And oh, we're, we'll get to Andrew. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, so. Akko, by not being able to complete the spell, uh, is forced to stay in her room the night of a big party where they're going to be welcoming the Earl of Han- Hanbridge and his uh, what handsome son uh, is going to be yeah. coming in. All the girls start swooning just at the idea of a cute boy. <laughs> sure. Um, but Akko has to skip the party to memorize the magic and, and, and do it before she can have any sort of fun. Um, but er, as early as... Oh, this this kid Andrew's coming. Diana instantly is just like whatever, mm. just instantly not impressed. So there's just something there, and there may be something there, which we find out later. Um, so at the party, we've got the wonderful Professor Ursula uh, finding out about Akko's situation and going, "Oh no 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 no! I'm gonna go help her." And it seems like finally we're gonna get them in the same room together. But before they have and a then. chance, <laughs> Akko turns herself into a bunny, which. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Corazon in chat says Bunny Akko is cutest Akko. Seriously though. Jersey's <laughs> precious. If, but what if what if there was baby Bunny Akko? Like from the first episode, <laughs> the first scene of the first episode. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Come on. Still technically Bunny Akko though. <laughs> <laughs> we Okay, chat is on fire. Absolutely love all you people. Uh, Eastman saying uh, uh, Fafner is Daddy Warbucks, uh, which is pretty funny. Um, and Corazon again, Andrew is my son, precious boy, <laughs> precious boy. I'm with you on that. <laughs> but I, I like how he 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 has this presence in the intro, and it took us to episode six to get to him, which mm-hmm. is kind of common with, with anime right. intros and stories. All and will things be like revealed. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're there. Um, but. Akko ends up finding another chariot tr- card after she turns herself kind of into a bunny and finds that there's a place on school grounds that can help her. And with everybody at the party, she could probably sneak in. Mm-hmm, of course. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. This is clearly the logical step instead of practicing. I'm not going to practice. I'm going to look for this one fix. But, she, but I like also how she became self-aware in the fact that she thought about using the shiny rod and how... The, how the card with the tree and, and affected everything. So she went, maybe there's something to these cards, mm-hmm. and and figured it out herself instead of being like, oh, it happened again. What's what's happening? Those cards True. seem to continually guide her too. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. you know, it just seems like it's always moving the plot forward. And I really love what they did with this episode, where she didn't just stay in the room and keep working on, you know, basically. That's not Akko. <laughs> yeah, that's no. not. Akko. It's not. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> but um, while she's sneaking around, Andrew and his buddy is Frank. Just Frank. Hi, hi guys. I'm Frank. Frank is something else. <laughs> <laughs> Dork. Um, but. There, like, there's this big magic show. Andrew's not interested. We find out Andrew's not that interested in the world of magic. Yeah, it's not not his thing. Um, Diana ends up being tasked with giving them a tour of the grounds, and that's when we find out that Diana and Andrew know, have known each other since they were children. And we found yeah. out that Diana was kind of bullied for for being a witch, and that yeah. even, she she just gets deeper and deeper. She's like a parfait or an onion. Pick one. <laughs> just why not? 
Oh, apparently, God, I love I love you, people. Uh, apparently, the cards are available in the DVD volumes of yeah. Little Witch Academia, and cool. uh, those better come awesome. stateside because oh, I would yeah. get that. Yeah. I love Frank. Um, <laughs> Andrew gets in a way of my ship, so he can go out to sea. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Please keep these comments going. Um, I'm not gonna lie, but Andrew is cute. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> would he would he be? Uh, a member of our own house club what he what he he would be he's gonna work on the attitude a little bit mm-hmm. um but looks wise they could find a type for him yeah or actually that might be his type actually now that just I think a little cold it. yeah that yeah. that could work real well i didn't know how i felt about him i mean in the one hand you know it's funny when he was around akko i liked him more than when he was around diana diana he just came off like really not not snobby but just kind of like you know just kind of a, like a bad guy who wouldn't, you know, he just kind of made fun of people and mm-hmm. made fun of something he didn't understand. And um, <clears throat> with Akko, it's like he opened his mind and I actually started to see him being a better version of himself in that situation than with Diana, who really wasn't, you know, helping him or talking to him that much. Well, I think it's yeah. because they're very similar. They're both mm-hmm. prodigies of highly respected families in different fields they came together like they were both at their summer home but uh the fact that they're so similar could be part of the reason why they don't get along is because they identify Mm -hmm. with themselves in the other person and i i love too how akko it's almost like she had no stakes when it came to andrew Mm -hmm. versus Mm -hmm. diana you know obviously this guy knows people back in her hometown so maybe she's more distant because of that too Mm -hmm. but akko she was just being herself and being very you know energetic and loud and Wait, are you handsome, Andrew? Wait, <laughs> oh you? <laughs> oh, crap. I said that out loud. <laughs> and it really does highlight one of the, uh, you know, the major difference between Akko and Diana. Diana is extremely guarded. She cannot open herself up. Uh, and especially with it, with Andrew, who they clearly have a history. And I think that history kind of came back in full force. He acted like a pouty little boy. And she mm-hmm. was a closed off, you know, probably remembering what was happening in her childhood. And Akko is just boundless optimism (laughs) openness for everyone (laughs) um the folks in chat are saying that uh andrew would be the tsundere in uh uran house club yeah nice very nice um so i i agree also that that this version of andrew with akko it's because he's it's he's spending time with somebody that and a a personality that he's probably never experienced because he's being like he's probably been around people like Frank his whole life people that are just going to suck up like hey come on let's have a good time Uh, let's Mm -hmm. use your wealth to give us some have ourselves a good time but they end up going off on their own adventure because Akko turns him into a donkey or turns (laughs) gives him donkey ears and a tail (laughs) especially just the very plain the very plain I'm starting to think you don't actually know how to fix this he just lets himself be dragged on. Like, I guess when you get caught up in that much enthusiasm, it's just like, okay. Yeah, really. <laughs> All right. I, I instantly shift them. <laughs> Especially when he turned into kind of like, you know, I don't know what he, what she turned him into with the mm. ears, but <laughs> yeah, I hope well, he comes yeah. back. Cause like it, that, that was sort of reflect. It seems like that, subtext I love it in the beginning like we talked about how the various characters turned the mouse into something that sort of reflects their personality and Mm -hmm. by Akko being so 
selfish with the magic she turned herself into an ass yeah. and to sort of to replicate how she was feeling when she cast the spell and then when she was trying to le- legitimately happen she turned herself into a bunny cute mm-hmm. unaware you know all sorts of things and then we get the repeat of the ass spell <laughs> with Andrew and that subtext sort of comes up and becomes yeah. a lot more visual yeah those spells were very telling mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, and not w- just with Akko, with Diana, too. Yeah. yeah. I and mean, turning it into a horse, that was, when we see Akko's book later, that was literally the instructions. She did it exactly by the book. She must have been in, like, AP skip spellcasting, like, <laughs> in kindergarten. Oh, yeah. I mean, either that or does she lack the creativity to really expand with her spells? That's a That's really good point. Very good so, point. I mean, I can see it going either way. She can do everything by the book, but does she have Akko's kind of adaptiveness? And that's where we usually see her downfall, is that mm-hmm. she is very by the book. And yeah. then Akko, in her unconventional ways, comes around and can sometimes, very rarely, fix the problem. Yeah. <laughs> but she makes everyone feel better about it. I don't, I don't I know if she's Akko. ever actually <laughs> fixed the problems, but she makes everyone feel good. <laughs> so we're going to find that balance eventually. Oh, uh, we got some, some ship wars happening in the chat. Ship that's, wars, ship that's wars. It's pretty, pretty funny. Um, so... Ursula misses Akko again by a second, but sees the card and knows exactly what to do, knows exactly where to go. Uh, Do you have any thoughts about Ursula? Something, there seems to be like a bigger mystery to her than Mm -hmm. what we're led to believe right now. I was almost wondering if somehow she was Chariot Mm -hmm. and and that she like dyed her hair and grew it out or something because she's in like a cloak kind of, right? And like she's always kind of hiding beneath the glasses. And every time Chariot comes up or she kind of sees something that might remind her of Chariot in Akko she reacts to it more than the other faculty do. Mm. So yeah, I am wondering if there's a deeper connection than we know right now. Yeah, how about that? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Um, Keeping it together. (laughs) Um, But yeah, she very much hiding her eyes. Ursula is a very so it's it's an it's not a good name. (laughs) Let's put it that way. It's it's just a name where people go, Ursula weirdo anyway (laughs) and then they just move on um but she finds the card follows them and the timing the okay one of my favorite things about the show is just how purely bumbling but but it's really adorable akko can be and because she's just as much of her as she can be and and walking by seeing the sign and going I don't speak French. And then she just pieces off whatever happens. Okay, she's moving on. And she's like, it's Latin. Latin. And and reads it. And sort of reminding of Diana, bringing those two a little bit closer together. And as soon as she goes... And it's essentially nobody should nobody should open up this to BAM! (laughs) Through she goes! (laughs) Instantly! And then just her through the door. I got it! Handled it! Wait, this was a giant mistake! (laughs) Bad idea! There's a bear! (laughs) Of course there's a bear! (laughs) Why wouldn't there be? (laughs) Um, Ursula ends up saving them from from, uh, the... What was it? It was the Arcus? Yeah. Before we get to to Ursula saving them, though, can we just talk about Andrew's magnificent leap off the staircase? (laughs) Onto the bear! Which (laughs) one's the top? That just moment of magnificence! Like, I think, just from the... Well, no, no, that one, that one will work. Never mind. But um, I thought that it was going to be something where maybe Akko turned him a little bit too much, 
into an ass and he got, maybe got a little bit more leg strength? <laughs> maybe. maybe. And then yeah. it was just totally facing the bear and then just off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It was It was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are, Hunter. Don't you worry. Um, so as Ursula saves them from falling, we see her hair turn back from red into blue. Very shimmery lighting uh, mm, in that scene. The lighting was real interesting, guys. And it mm. seems to be mm-hmm. uh, very reminded of Arcus, long time no see. Some, so, some sort of a history there between mm. Ursula and uh, Arcus the Burr. Um, the, uh, and something I'd like to point out, something that, that I think you should keep an eye out for, uh, there was this. The, the stars are appearing everywhere. The stars yep. from the shiny rod. It seems like any. There's so much of the world is attached to the shiny rod and the certain star chart that it reflects. And we see we see that on Ursula's bird yes. in her uh, in her chambers, and we see it on on the bear as well. Yeah. A little bit more of a connection going there. Um, but we finally get into the fountain, and it's like a cross between the pensive and, like, the phoenix scene, like, yeah. rebirth. Um, and Akko gets to see, into, or we all get to see, into Chariot's past. Uh, what what stood out from this scene for y'all? The fact that Chariot was basically the same person. (laughs) And it was, I loved seeing that Chariot didn't start off as this magnificent witch that she became, and that she started off struggling the same way that Akko did. I especially love the fact that even though Akko may not have learned how to do this uh, metamorphosis by the end of the episode, she still learned something a little bit even more deeply, and the fact that we are starting to see her grow a little bit because of what she saw. It's almost like she had to be shown that, you know, you don't have to you don't have to start off being like Diana. You can start off being someone who is terrible at magic. <laughs> <laughs> and that eventually, you know, you have to be the one to believe in yourself. Yeah, it it was uh I should become a witch by great effort. Uh, by my own effort, not by somebody mm-hmm. telling me that I'm going to be a great witch. Like yeah. seeing seeing how wonderful Chariot has been throughout the past, and thinking that it was some great magical destiny that she was always this strong person, but it was something that she had to build to. I'm we I'm so happy that we turned the corner with Akko this episode, and especially after all of this, the love the level of animation where they they pick and choose where they want to add extra time and want to add extra detail, but the the realization in Ursula sort of making sure making sure that she was alright and it's like I'm really happy that you learned that, that lesson on your own and mm. I still want to be like Chariot someday and like all that really emotional moment the fact that we got a little bit more time and a little bit more effort just being in that moment with Akko brings us a lot closer to her yeah I definitely think so and you know I really do hope that we get a little turning point for Akko cause She's got she's got the enthusiasm now. Now she's she's gonna get the practice. And na- now Ursula and Akko have finally met. Do yes. you think? Oh, well, hold, okay. Well, all right. Let's let's finish out the episode first. Uh, they they want to make sure that this night stays their own little secret. I'll fix everything. Just please don't tell your dad. And it cuts directly to Andrew leaving with his dad, um, who seems just happy to be gone. And so why why spend the time with these people if you're not if you don't even like them? It's important to keep your opponents close. Yep. 
like we we know that he's like a landowner, a property owner. He's a bit he's a big hotshot in the area. But do you think that he might be some sort of a magical creature, or that he's just the representation of mankind? So first of all, I think it's interesting because so far we keep hearing that. Um, the school is doing poorly and that this old magic is dying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, the guy called them opponents. So obviously they're not doing too badly if someone like him, no matter what he represents or what he is, is calling them worthy opponents. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's they're stronger than what we might see right now. And I think it could go either way. I think there could be a reveal that he's some mystical creature and that there's something more powerful about this man. Because we didn't even, from what I remember, we didn't even see his face. We did at the dinner. Mm-hmm. Like at the at the magic show with the dancing fire ladies. Yeah. yeah. Um, a couple of stuff in chat. Uh, Montserrat, uh, hate Andrew's personality, but he's lucky that he has a nice face. Um, Eastman, what if Andrew and Diana were engaged via an arranged marriage? So I almost kind of ah. suspected that. Yeah. That was that was one of the directions um, that I considered, and kind of about exploring that route. How about that? Um, just, just maybe. So um, did any like I didn't think like a, a middle to late aged landowner was going to be the big bad in, an ep- in, a, in a show about a magical school for girls. Maybe he wants their land. That, yeah, like, that's, that's a lot I mean, of primo yeah. land. Yeah, I mean, and maybe that's what it's come down to. The school's not doing well financially. It's time to swoop in, play buddy-buddy, see just how bad it is, mm-hmm. and how, you know, well, as your friend, I could help you out. And I'd be interested to see um, Diana's parents, too, and what their involvement is. Because it could be, if they're from the same kind of, you know, neighborhood as Andrew's parents, could be that they kind of both have an arrangement, and that's why, and it's not even marriage. Maybe it's something different, and that's why they're, they have Diana in that school, even if Diana doesn't know it yet. And that could be the specific oh. pressure that Diana mm-hmm. is facing, is like, you, this marriage needs to happen so that you can save the school, save magic, save the, our entire culture. What if the entire Ooh. culture of witchcraft is, on, at, <laughs> at least in this area, <laughs> is riding on Diana's shoulders, and that's why she's not letting up at all? Well, see, and I like that, and I like that kind of interpretation of her family, too, because her family could go a really dark direction with being really, like, putting the pressure on her and just very uptight and kind of unkind, but that that's a different twist on it, and I like that. And if it's like still, we know this is hard, but... Yeah just know that we mm-hmm. love you and this this will be the best thing for everybody. It's a lot to ask you but please just stay the course. Now the last thing we'll talk about before we'll go for this episode is now that Akko and Ursula uh, almost slipped there. Now that Akko and Ursula have met do you think we're finally going to get the tutoring? Like we're finally going to get a, a student tutor uh, moment. I think Akko is finally in the mindset of she needs to buckle down and do this herself. Mm-hmm. And she has been using shortcuts, cheats, you know, whatever whatever she can already. Um, you know, anything that takes the least amount of work, like magical cheats she have been kind of her go-to. Yeah. Um, and it, it, we're six episodes in. It's time to stop that. <laughs> let's buckle down yeah. and, and learn. Let's, let's um, get her somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think... Uh, I think both with Ursula, and I think also um, it's an ins- there would be an interesting connection between Diana and Akko. Mm-hmm. They have a lot to learn from each other. I hope to see that too. What, what do you hope to see from them moving forward? Yeah, I want to see Ursula training um, Akko. I want to hear more about Ursula's life too and her background. 
And I, I kind of feel like we should start to, you know, hopefully we'll start to see more through this tutoring and training. And um, obviously, like, so far, Akko, every time she tries, like, even, you know, when she was trying to fly the broomstick, she kept failing because um, all she was doing was working with her friends. So obviously she needs an actual teacher to tutor her and train her to actually get any progress. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah her friends are a great resource. Yeah. But they're not, they don't have the mindset that is needed to get her advanced. You yeah. know, to, to inspire her to they also have specialty magic that yes. that like yes they definitely have the basics but they their focus doesn't necessarily directly reflect on them um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see Akko and Ursula on screen together a lot more especially by the way that Ursula handed the shiny rod back to her um, but we're gonna get uh, all into that next episode so make sure if you're watching this live we're gonna be back at four ish because we're about to go and watch episode seven and eight and we'll come right back after that to talk to you about little witch academia thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the little witch academia after show remember hit us up on itunes and leave us some reviews some comments on on youtube as well share with your friends we want to do more anime content and if your friends are watching this we want them to join the conversation but until next time rachel where can the folks find you they can find me on twitter and instagram at rach goodman or on facebook at rachel Rachel Ann Goodman. Stacy. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Stacy Shuttles or all across the web at Nerds Doing Stuff. And you can find me on Twitter at Mark B. Donica. Find all of us here at AfterBuzz TV on Twitter, on iTunes, on YouTube. Thanks so much for watching this episode of Little Witch Academia After Show. We will see you next time. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Are you, are you handsome, Andrew? The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.